0: Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Tom Logan. Tom Logan is co-founder and CEO of New York-based Coley, a tech company that's changing the way brands generate and test content. Tom leads with a people-first mentality, continuously moving Coley up the ranks of best places to work in New York City. Tom entered the tech world back in 2011 in Silicon Valley with Wildfire Interactive then spent a few years at Google before joining ugc focus Picora, where he met his co-founder Eric Grabber. In his free time, Tom likes to play golf, drink wine from his native Santa Barbara County, and relive his 15 minutes of fame, winning a car on The Price is Right with Bob Barker's final season. Well, good afternoon, Tom. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me on the pod. Great to be here with you. Absolutely. This is so fun. Thanks again for jumping on and making the time today. And Tom, I really just want to jump into the question so we can get your story out to our big audience. Um, yeah. Let's let's jump into those career, career questions here. Initially, you've got quite the career as a customer success manager, as an executive, and now you're the co-founder and CEO of Coley. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for the the flattering uh, backdrop there. I think what inspires me is uh, has changed over the years. Early on, I just wanted to progress in my career. I was more interested in titles. I just wanted to have an impact. Um, now, I view my role as being uh, one of one of many.' It's, it's a collective you know leadership and I view myself as, as a shepherd of an amazing organization you know, helping to set the vision, recruit great people, and continue to push forward. So I think what drives me now is is different than what used to drive me. right now it's all about you know creating the best possible organization, creating awesome value for our customers and doing something that you know really transcends an industry that, that uh, needed to evolve.
0: That's awesome. And again, you're at the heart of it. It's, it's the people and doing the right thing. And that's, what's so inspiring about so many guests that I talked to on the show. So I think we've got really, the world is better than we think it is. There's a lot of bad things happening, but at the end of the day, I think everybody's really trying their best to make it a better place. So I think most
1: people are good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's talk about the pandemic a little bit, right? Uh, it's a bad word. It's almost like a four letter word, but now that it's starting to lift a bit, um, what are your plans for growth going forward? And will it be any different than the last 15 months?
1: That's, that's certainly a, a, a great question. I think, you know, when the pandemic first hit, uh, like a, a lot of industries, our sort of target market and, and our customer base, which is really direct to consumer brands, really froze. It froze for about two and a half months up until like really early to mid June of 2020. And basically by freeze, I just mean like they froze budgets. They essentially stopped what they were doing. And, you know, we're also concerned about much larger things in their, in their lives and their families' lives, et cetera. Fast forward to that, you know, period in June, things start to accelerate like crazy. People start to shop online at a torrid rate and, E-commerce accelerates five years beyond projections, essentially in a, in a three to four month window. Mm-hmm. People build new habits out of pure necessity, and then those habits stick because it's obviously been long enough. Um, so the way that people actually consume products and purchase products, interact with brands has has very much changed. So with that, you know, we actually went from you know, hey, we got to put a bunch of customers on pause. We have to slow our hiring plans to pretty much accelerating to a point that we were at, um, at we were basically accelerated beyond the initial plan for the year and started hiring aggressively started pouring money into marketing and realized that we had a real opportunity to help brands that that they themselves had opportunities to take advantage of, of the shift to e-commerce. Um, obviously part of that shift was needing the content to fuel, you know, personalized strategies across different digital channels, um, personalizing their messaging. So, and yeah, it's it shifted like crazy. Um, but fast forward to the future, I mean, we're continuing to see that same trend line hold. You know, more and more e-commerce, more and more brands shifting to digital. You know, that's even being affected now by rising commodity prices and, and being squeezed by traditional retailers. People are just realizing that, like, hey, you know, going direct to consumer, if we can build a brand and really build some real affinity and loyalty to our brand. Like we can, we can play with larger margins and we can control the supply chain. 3PL has never been crisper than it is now. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an opportunity for us to, to help create value and help a you know, brand sort of mitigate the risk of, of falling behind in this like hyper competitive environment. Thank you for
0: sharing. And it's amazing what we've accomplished in the last uh, year, year plus uh, with with e-commerce and how I mean, literally people were like, oh, crap, we've got to shift quickly. And and I was amazed. I I mean, I talked to CEOs that had to move 4000 employees uh, out of a physical brick and mortar to and they had to do it overnight. Um, So this is this is awesome uh, how people can come together and work together to uh, get through this challenge. Uh, it's been people are.
1: You said most people are are good. People are also more adaptive uh, mm-hmm. than than they think they are as well, and and more resilient. And you know that was certainly true here in in New York and across the country. It's it's uh, really awesome. It's been awesome to see, frankly, yeah. people yeah. be able to to shift traditional ways of thinking and and pivot for the for the sake of their company.
0: Yeah. Humans are an amazing creature. They are adaptable. incredibly adaptive. Yeah. Yep. So, Tom, let's talk about tech a little bit. This is mm-hmm. this is a technology platform. Yeah. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies in your tech stack.
1: Is there anything you might be able to share with us today? Well, one, I think the the biggest thing that that I'm prioritizing now is getting the entire company closer to the customer meaning that, and that includes, that includes prospective customers as well. Right now, I think we have a little bit too much of a silo uh, in the sense that it's really just our customer facing folks that talk intimately with the customers about their challenges, about their hopes, about their dreams. And sometimes that information doesn't get spread to the product organization, for example, um, or even up to the executive level, if we're not careful. So, tools that can help with that. I mean, we really just want to start sharing snippets and little takeaways uh, that actually are real conversations with a larger team. So we'll we'll likely be using like a chorus or a gong or, or something like that. And then the second part of our tech stack that we're extremely excited about uh, and we think can have a lot of potential for us is, is a tool called Churn Zero that basically enables us to see the sort of day-to-day activities, the adoption rates, the logins, uh, and the overall like clear picture of how a customer is using our software. And it sounds really obvious, but like a lot of companies do not have that uh, that deep insight into into usage, into adoptions and, and into value. And you know the the idea is that you don't want to be surprised when a customer leaves you, right? Or you don't want a 50-50 chance of keeping a customer. That's, that's frankly already too late. Um, so the earlier that we can identify potential snags or potential, uh, potential, like, I don't know, challenges in the relationship, the, the better chance we have of, of riding the ship and you know, going back to creating awesome value with them. That's great.
0: And, you know, we, I just had a podcast just before this, and we talked mm-hmm. about that, that whole uh, value process and the customer experience. And you're absolutely right. That's
1: that's the key, right there. Um, and that's Getting real close to the customer. Yeah, I mean, those are. Yeah. yeah, those are the common. That's the common theme across both of those tech products, for sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, thank you for sharing that. So, Tom, last question here, huh? and maybe you can share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in tech or entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, a couple of ways I could take this. I think part of, part of this goes back to almost this like old adage of like chasing what you're passionate about. I think there's something a little bit like inherently wrong with that. If, if I just chased my passion, I would be working somewhere in the sports industry and probably be starving. And I wouldn't have been open. I wouldn't have had an open mind to to other things that I could be passionate about, particularly in my, you know, through my twenties, right. I'm well into my thirties at this point, but you know, I guess my point there is like, once you join a startup that you even might be mildly interested in, or or say you're just interested in an individual that you'd be working closely with or, or a culture that, that draws you in. You'd be surprised at the types of things that start to interest you. Right. I mean, I can tell you firsthand that a number of Kohli employees end up seeing sort of parallel opportunities to work with, you know, different teams within the organization. And a lot of times just like being within a company, talking to people, working, um, you know collaboratively across the organization almost like opens up your mind to things that you could be passionate about or that you do find really interesting or, or you find that that you have a, a unique ability to, to be effective within so I think that's one it's just like get you know get going and, and talk to people and put yourself in different experiences and you know don't be so almost like don't you don't necessarily need tunnel vision coming out of college or even early in, or early in your career around exactly what you want to do or exactly what your dream job is. My dream job now is, is different than, um, than what it was coming out of college by a mile. And the the second thing that I think could be helpful is switching the mindset around uh, challenges and obstacles that you face within a startup, really within any uh, entrepreneurial type of situation. If you can start to, Recognize this is a little bit meditative in a way, but if you can start to recognize what you're actively avoiding, or pain that's uh, that you're uh, that you're dreading, or a certain activity, it could be dealing with the IRS, it could be having a tough conversation with an employee, um, it could be you know, getting on the phone with a with a customer who's less than than happy. But if you start to make a note of that, and you actually start to use that as a tailwind, and use that in a way that directs your energy to that item. And maybe that's the first thing you do in the morning when you get in, or maybe you peak a little bit later in the day, recognize that, understand exactly what you're avoiding and run towards that, knock it out, go into it, view it as a challenge, not a problem and an opportunity to, to create something, to create a good outcome. And that, that mind shift right there is, uh, I think very, very critical to the entrepreneurial mind, because if, you're running away from things, and you're running away from pain. Then you know, that's that's when you experience real pain. So that's that's uh, that's my little tidbit of wisdom
0: there. Absolutely, uh, there are times where it is painful, but you have to get out of that comfort zone to uh, eliminate future pain. But also, uh, you got you do need to take on those conflicts head on, and um, you'll be better for it. You'll be stronger, and you'll grow. So thanks for sharing that. And I know it's that gem is going to be very helpful for someone here in our audience. Hope so. Yeah, absolutely. So Tom, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Mr. Thomas, thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.